Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 like a preview of stuff happening in the Marvel universe. And there's some troubling stuff for the X-Men, but they make, they make a very clear point of saying like, not all of these futures are true, but yeah. in one of the futures, Orcus does win and they blow up the moon. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you were in the shirt. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, hey, 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 everyone. Um, welcome to an episode of X of Words. You're joining me, Ashley, and this is a place where we do ma- mu- ma- mu- 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 <laughs> 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 Again, from the top. <laughs> I'm trying my best. You're doing okay. So good. You're doing so I'm good. doing my best. Here's a place where we talk mutants for ten minutes. So welcome. Hi, it's nice to have you here. It's nice to have you here. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, today's question is doesn't matter what the question is. I have to introduce the guest. Today's guest is Steve. <laughs> today's today's guest is Steve. God. Yeah, hey, hi, it's me, Steve, and you can you can find me on Twitter at Howdy Duda. That's H O W D Y D U T A. I'm so glad to be back. I haven't gotten to just laugh at Ash on on camera for a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, I love it. I miss it. How are you, in the audience? Oh, but it's nice. uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you? Oh, good. Wow. Ooh. Ow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, tough times. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> okay so hey steve hi 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 lovely lovely blah 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 blah, 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 blah. it's it's really it's really unfortunate that i've chosen to make a podcast when i actually can't speak english listeners today we're doing a completely unedited x awards podcast that's actually why this sounds so crazy and wild and unwilling it's not at all exactly what we always do <laughs> today's question is about destiny of x we are going to talk about what happens next we have seen the fallout of inferno if you haven't seen the fallout of inferno if you're still behind that event maybe now is a good time to tap out because we're going to talk about everything past that yeah please go right now pause this episode and read 200 pages of absolutely killer comics and then come back yeah just quick (laughs) just right quick yeah, just, just <laughs> yeah. We'll see you back here in ten. Um, right. So today is Destiny of X. I'm going to hit the timer, and our X starts now. Okay. So Destiny of X is like the new thing. It's the future. What, what was that? I like that. <laughs> you you did that, and then I did it too. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, Ash made this gesture with his hand, and I liked it so much I did it back, and then he was like, "Oh, what is that?" <laughs> Um, so yeah, Destiny of X is, Destiny came back and honestly, like, Stunt Queen, love her. Yes. Yes. Came in with like, the beat face. Well, I assume that her face is beat underneath 
Oh yeah, I mean, we have to assume, I guess. You just, you just assume. Yeah, because she came out with like the cutout in the dress and the big cape, and she gathered. She 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 dragged edges. She dragged edges in the quiet council. She had a lot of people shaken and shook. So. It's so it's so hard to imagine now that you bring it up. By the way, I'm so sorry to interrupt. It's it's so hard to imagine mm-hmm. Destiny not having a mask. Like, can you imagine like walking out in that and not having like just the expressionless arched eyebrows all the time? It, oh. It's a stunt. It's a stunt, and I like it because it's mm-hmm. like you know s- some costumes. She's got one of the best costumes in Mutanity, I think, because yeah. sometimes your costume is an expression of you and your purpose and what your thing is. And the fact that she's walking around with a full steel plate over her face, knowing everything that is going to happen, like traversing the world completely fine with absolutely no visibility because of her, the strength and mm-hmm. the the power of her, cogn- of her sort of precognitive abilities. I think that's, that's impressive. I think it's impressive. I think it's sexy. I, she is so confident in her body, uh, even as a incredible old lady before she died. She's always been rocking the thighs out. She just wears a very simple blue swimsuit, one piece with a magnificent flowing cape. Uh, this is an outfit that expresses a woman who just does not give a fuck about what your problems are. <laughs> it's mm. Really good. Why do Why do you think her head looks like a bullet? Uh, I don't to be spooky. I like. I really think that Destiny just loves to be like extremely creepy. And so like, like yeah, she's got some hair in there, but there's clearly like some extra room. She's just like, make it look like an alien. Make it, make it really pop out. Make people afraid when I talk to them. Yeah, like why has it got a point? <laughs> yeah, like if she told me my future, I'd be like, yeah, that's great, that's great. But can we talk about? Can we talk about your hat? Can we talk about? The melon that you have. What's like, it? What is- <laughs> the melon. <laughs> the future melon. Like, yeah, she, it's, it's 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 iconic. I mean, either way, it's a look. But uh, so she came back. She um, she kind of fucked up the whole event. Basically, she scattered the function, and then she was like, "Oh, well." I can tell you how shit is going to go. And then suddenly we get all these books, and they've got like alternate visions of what might happen. And then we get that big spread page. And why the fuck is Deadpool in there? I, I don't know. I don't know why people think I want to see that. <laughs> I don't like Deadpool. Comics should be made for me, Steve. And they're not. I don't know why they think that I would want that. <laughs> My Marvel is telling them that I want that. It's it's a mess. Like Deadpool to me is so like overrated. He's just not. I. I I don't know. He's, Do you really like Deadpool? he's just like such an unflattering queer rep. Uh, in addition to being like terminally unfunny under most writers' pens, I just like no. I just... See, I don't. I don't even consider. I don't even consider him legitimate gay rep or queer rep at all because he was meant to be pan, isn't he? No, yeah, I'm, I... I'm with you on that. Like he's meant to be pan, but I, I read him as a heterosexual piece of shit most of the time. Like, so do I. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't look past it. It's mm, don't like it. Go away. Because I, I think like Deadpool and his character is based in a very particular satirical vision of the world. And I think, I, personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like Deadpool's pansexuality is meant to be a joke. It is, yeah. It's clowning on pansexual people more than it is representing them. 
It's like, yeah, isn't this he would... when this man wears a pink tutu, uh, isn't it hilarious that he would be turned on by the God of Thunder? Like, yeah, sure? it gives him punchlines. It gives him punchlines. It's not a legitimate thing. Like, yeah. he's almost exclusively heterosexual, <laughs> but he just makes flirtatious comments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have seen people defend this by saying like, oh, but it's a comedy series and a comedy character. And it's like, all right, but so he doesn't have any genuine feelings? Is that what we're saying? Like this comedy character just has absolutely no no straightforward feelings whatsoever. Like, and if, if that's the case, if Deadpool is terminally poisoned by irony, then I don't want to read him anyways. That's not a character I enjoy. And the, and the thing is, is that I think that's a, I think that might be a legitimate criticism. Sorry, let me take that back. That might be like, I'd agree with that position if it was equally applied to his female romantic partners, which it's not. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. That's this, where it breaks down, right? He's had girlfriends, wives, people that he's explicitly sleeping with. Yeah, but then and you get this joke. Exactly. So yeah. if it was like, if it was everywhere, I'd agree. But it's not. It's just for the guys, just so he can crack these sort of jokes that make you go, oh, he's so weird. A hundred percent. And that is just why it's he's never going to be a character that catches fire with me. Yeah, and he's in the fucking middle. Um, so apart from Deadpool, Destiny of X, I, so I actually think it's quite, you said something really interesting when we were talking before. You were like, oh, um, you said something about it being Destiny's visions. You think this is these are possible futures? I do. I When we see in those promo images of all the, like, I don't know, people screaming and crying and throwing up all, all the stuff they're doing. <laughs> Uh, people in different capes and outfits and stuff like that. I do think that these are like alternate visions of the near future for Krakoa, especially now that we yeah. finished Inferno, um, because there was yeah. a huge emphasis towards the spoilers for Inferno, but you should have read it a minute ago. Come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's that big climactic moment where she says, like, we're at the nexus of everything. I can't see what the future is because there are so many possibilities. And the moment Doug makes yeah. his choice, events are narrowed down, you know, the yeah. wave function collapses and suddenly there are many less possible features. And I think that's what we're seeing here. I think we're seeing like, I told you a little bit about the timeless one shot right before we started talking. And I think it's doing the same thing there where it's like, here's a preview of the stuff that could happen soon. Not all of these things will happen, but maybe some of them absolutely will. And I think we'll get a glimpse at each, whether it's through X lives and deaths of Wolverine, which I think is yeah. likely. But also just like in X-Men Red and Immortal X-Men, we've even seen, to call back to X-Men Red, possibly showing us some of these possible features, we've seen so much mystical stuff going on in S.W.O.R.D. And one oh, of the yeah. things I remember very briefly is Storm in that in that one issue where she's fighting Tarn. Uh, there's like that strange Storm doppelganger and like oh, maybe I a vision you. of a future. Like, I don't know what was happening there. And I feel like that has to get picked up. I see. I read that as a previous fight that Storm had had against a mimic mm -hmm. called you. Why you? You? Yeah, I did. I did think that was happening, and I kind of wish that would stop happening. Like it gives me like the the lost vibe again, where like yeah. I'm lost and you're you. But <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I, I did feel like that was a mimic character, but there seemed to be something missing, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. But it was just. There was something going on there. It was very strange. Well, we uh, know that they love to retell a story and recontextualize old stories with new perspectives. Like it's I one of the that. things I really, really love. Yeah. That yes, you go yes. back and you tell it again, slightly different this time because someone else is telling it. Mm -hmm. um, Ten stories is such a delight. 
<laughs> the thing that I like about it is like it's moved from so the, the actually say the thing the, the future the future has always been a massive part of this new era it's it's rested literally on the future this is about ensuring mutant futures from a woman who experienced them yeah this is mutant futurism they had this really interesting mix Ooh. can you hear the alarm I did. I did. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could pretend we didn't. <laughs> um, so get the basically. All right. All right. I got a minute. I got a minute. Futures have always been a big part of this. Yep. Um, hang yes. On. I... Possible futures and like from the beginning of Krakoa, right? Like powers of ten. Uh, we've just possible futures have been the main thing that we keep aiming at. We keep, that's why we keep champing at the bit when we see chimeras introduced or the phalanx come back. Exactly, and and now we. But the thing is, is it was always it was always expositional. We experience those alternate futures through exposition, through story, through memory, through retelling, which yeah. meant that it was here's never, what happened. Here's what's going on. Exactly, and because it was so tied to a specific narrator, in this case Moira, we never knew what we could really trust. And the fact that Destiny came in, and the first thing that Destiny did was retell Moira's story, has been this uh, this amazing uh, truth twist. I've been like, actually, it wasn't quite like that, and it feels now like yeah. it feels like now we have the truth teller, and instead of those futures being expositional, like having to be told to us, they're now explicit. So we're seeing them, like we know what they are. They're locked in, and I mean, we still we don't know whether Destiny is going to be as unreliable a narrator as Moira was. Yeah, that's a big question, right? Because like, I kind of tr I kind of trust Destiny to tell the truth because she's one of those people who like. She's like, the future is on my side. So yeah. telling you can only hurt you and can only help me. Yeah. Um, but Raven is another question. And I wonder how much of this we're going to get filtered through Raven and her bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you traded carefully because I, I saw the spirit of Caleb started to hang around your head. And you didn't want to go. You didn't want to rag on the I, I want to be as generous as possible to these women that I love so much. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, like, I gotta be, I gotta be real about Raven. She's not doing, she's not going to be doing anything altruistically. <laughs> no, but then we've got, so we've got those, all, we've got all of these covers with the three alternate versions of characters, right? You've got like the down bad version. You've got the destruction version. You've got the triumph version. The down bad version. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the one where the yeah. character's just like down horrific. But, <laughs> yeah. but I wonder whether those, I wonder whether those are going to be, mutually exclusive like when i read when i read through i was like not everybody's success can be in the same timeline so some of right. these, these cannot all yeah not everybody can win all the time so it was like for some of these characters to be in a win state other ones need to be in a loss state and i wonder whether these futures are tied together as well i i want to know which ones are the same future or if any of them are like, is Hot Claws Wolverine going to run into Blue Nimrod, for example? I don't. Mm. I want. I want to see how these connect, and I want to see if they're not just brief flashes. Yeah. Something I've always loved in comic stories is when they do this. I talk all the time about Kang Dynasty um, in the Music Avengers run, but yeah. like Kang Dynasty was cool because Kang came to Earth and was like, "Here's a bunch of bad shit that's going to happen really soon. 
And all of that stuff actually happened. Like every single one of them actually happened. They were averted by the Avengers because they had foreknowledge, but it still happened. And I would love for that to happen. Just like take us through each bad future. Really? I don't like, I don't like Kang. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. You don't like, you don't gotta like Kang, but we all love destiny. And so we're going to be going through her version of this. We do. We do. It's just Kang to me is um, a boot. Totally as a as a character. Like I like I love Jonathan Majors. I love what Jonathan Majors did with Kang. Oh uh, yeah, so good. But like even down to the color scheme, like the green and the purple. Are you mad? Oh, I love that. I because it's such a classic like villain coding thing. Is like give them the minor colors. You know they can't be primary colors on a villain. Absolutely not. And they have to clash like crazy. Uh, I think I I look at Kang's outfit and I'm like that is campus fuck. That right there is like. That's like Jim Carrey's Riddler, but actually good. No, I was. I'm, I'm like, are you not? Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> this is very embarrassing. I don't know how you feel about Timeless, but I think Kang looks really good in that outfit on the first page. But that's unusual for him because he usually looks like a whole clown. You can't. You can't. Purple, purple, purple and green stocking. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I would wear it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Always looking like a whole turkey leg. Fucking fool. <laughs> the the fishbowl helmet that goes over the face. I do wish that his face was actually blue. I was so disappointed as a kid to find out that like it was a mask that he'd take off and then he just like you know, he's just got like a mustache Reg- and beard going on. <laughs> I really thought he was like a crying alien, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, it could be it could be really cool. Um ooh, 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 talking about the future, before we cut off, uh tell me three sentences of your deepest thoughts about the Emma Frost, Tony Stark wedding. Talking about mustaches. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, one, I, I fucking hate it. Uh, two, it feels like an assault. And three, it shouldn't happen. Why are you fucking with me, Marvel? Just don't do this. Don't you know the comics are for him, Steve? They are for me. Stop doing this. <laughs> Get it together, Marvel. <laughs> well, look, if... Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a live day on the Twitter streets when that marriage goes yeah, down. It's gonna be violence in the group chat. <laughs> oh. Look, that's why when you were like, even if even no, no, sorry? go for it, go, no, go, go for it, go. Even if comics are not for me, who is this for? Who is out there being like, yeah, give me the Tony Stark and Emma Frost relationship that is so organic and fun? Please let me see that. I know some people love messy drama. But this does not feel like good drama. I, I Okay, all right. My three thoughts are the worst thing is I think it would be so compelling to watch. Those, I, I those two egos, those two egos and personalities coming together with the Machiavellian traits that they have. Like, the, the, the worst thing is that all of them always has a straight man. Sorry. You know, like in the comedy thing, you're like, you've got, You've got like a straight man, yeah, no, someone who no, like no. centers centers your madness, and like you've always got Emma and like Scott. She's always drudging dr- her like basic humdrum husband to all the functions, and she comes in with like a cut out boob and silver, and then there's just like glasses dude who's also here, and Tony always has like a you know a partner that's meant to ground him. He's got like pepper pots, and I was like, what do you do when you get those two chaos engines? together i mean 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of like really crazy mess. They're gonna be at each other's throats. I can't see it working out. So I mean, like for me, I'm happy that this is a doomed relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. But, like, definitely. I think it's, like you say, Machiavellian, and you're right. Like Tony Stark is a, a brilliant man within the canon of the Marvel universe. He's one of the smartest people who's ever lived. But when he's around Emma Frost, he is just like a fucking clown. Like every single time I've ever seen those two interact, he is just an idiot. Like that's just who he turns into around her. And it's not even the kind that Emma enjoys where, you know, it's like, oh, you're just a dumb man under my under my dominance. It's just like she's always sneering, just turning up the lip. And I'm just like, oh, babe, I don't want that for you. I know. But I, I think it would be interesting to watch them together. I do think it will be because of uh, international relations. I think that's a... Yeah. I think that's a not let's not go to war marriage. I love that we're going sliding into full feudalism now. Yeah, it was. I from the beginning I was like anarcho mutants. Let's do it, anarcho mutants. Just like break it down. You don't need a state. And they're like, no, we need a state. We need each member to be immortal illuminatus. And now we should do feudal marriages. Yep. But then, hey, you know what? Maybe they're marriage of love. Who am I to yuck their yum? Um, let me mind my own <laughs> business. How about that? I'll stay out of good and frost business. I, I love that you are being that polite. <laughs> let, let, watch, watch when I read it. Let's see if I can maintain that when I read it. Yeah, I will, I will yuck their yum. I, I hate it. I hope it is a fun, exciting comic that ends up in Tony Stark maybe dying. I don't know. <laughs> All right, all right, okay. So I'm going to wrap us up there. Thank you, thank you so much, Steve. Um, it's been so fun as always. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here and listening. I've been Ashley, and I've been Steve, and this has been X of Words. I like that a little raisin fork. Thank you. Yeah. Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.